Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to 11 Questions. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here. Are you a tea person or a coffee person? Definitely a coffee person. I just had a cup uh, <laughs> right before we hopped on the phone. I like tea as well, but coffee will always be my number one love. And what's your favorite thing to eat? Honestly, this is going to sound so lame, but I love salad. <laughs> the reason why is because I like to put so much stuff on it, <laughs> but it's always been my favorite meal. Basically, almost every single night, that's what I'll have for dinner with like some protein and roasted vegetables and nuts and cheese and just whatever, whatever I feel like giant bowls of salad is what makes me the happiest. That sounds so good. It's delicious. And honestly, I feel like it's really fun to get creative. I love going to the grocery store as well, which also is really like, <laughs> um, and so it's fun to get creative with what you find there. Some people do like really creative salad bowls. I am not one of those people. I always <laughs> struggle to figure out what will go in this. So I, I feel know. like if, if there was somebody who would make it for me, my life would be so much healthier. I'll make it for you if we're ever in the same place, then I'll make you a giant, a giant bowl of salad. Oh, I'll hold you to that. <laughs> Perfect. What's a happy Sunday for you? On Sundays, I usually write my newsletter or finish my newsletter. I try to write it earlier in the week. So usually my happiest Sunday involves waking up and doing some sort of workout or a walk, um, just like moving my body first thing. And then I like to make pancakes on Sundays in the morning. So I try to make banana pancakes and I'll drink that with my giant cup of coffee. And then usually what I'll do is I'll finish up writing my newsletter. I'll send that out. And then I like to plan out my week and what I hope to work on that week. And not just from like a work perspective, but also from a life and personal development and self-care perspective. And doing that just helps me to feel a sense of clarity on what matters to me and how I'm working towards it. And also, since I don't have a normal job where I work Monday to Friday, it helps me to build in some boundaries and some structure for myself. And so usually I just try and take it easy, do a little bit of planning, and then I love to read. And so anytime I can curl up with a book at night is always something that makes me happy. How would you define happiness? As using your gifts to help the world, which is the premise of the company I founded. To me, that has been the greatest path towards my own happiness that I've discovered, having tried a whole lot of them and also reviewed a lot of research and talk to a lot of people. So that's my personal definition. And what inspired you to start The New Happy? I was inspired to start it because I felt as though I saw a lot of people who were unhappy and didn't know why, because they felt like they had done all of the right things, the things that were supposed to make them happy. And it wasn't leading to the results or the experience that they had hoped for. I realized that because I went through that experience myself and I wanted to identify how to support those people. And I discovered that the best way to, to address that is to actually help other people. And so my hope began to kind of burn, I guess, that in uh, helping people to find these opportunities to be of service to others, not only will they find their own happiness, but they'll also make the world a better place. And so that has become our mission. I absolutely love all the graphics that you put out on Instagram. I am a fan of the color scheme. Do you create them? Did you come up with that? Or do you have a team of people who work with you? 
thank you. That's so kind of you. That means so much to me. I do create all of them myself. I had been teaching myself graphic design over the last year and then learning by doing and just trying stuff. I did come up with the color palette myself. When I first started The New Happy, I hired a great team of brand designers who got me started on a few of the color palettes. And then I've just evolved them over time to fit as the brand has changed and evolved. It's all amazing. It's just oh, like catches you. your eye immediately. And I think it's one of my favorites right now. That's so kind. Thank you. Is there something that you find really challenging in this project? So many things. <laughs> <laughs> Um, honestly, being an entrepreneur is essentially about, I think it's about looking at those challenges and then trying to overcome them or figure out a way through them. So what I'm challenged by right now is how to continue expanding our brand and platform while also maintaining what we're already doing. It's really tempting to want to do like a hundred different things and go in all sorts of different directions, but I have learned over the last year that staying focused is really powerful. If you can focus on just one thing and really learn how to get that right and feel like it's humming and working, then you can turn your attention to something else. I'm easily excited by new projects and by things that are exciting and new and all that kind of stuff. And so it's tempting for me to want to go off and explore other directions and new things. So right now, my challenge is really staying focused on what I'm doing and not not running off to try and keep growing too quickly, more staying true to what matters and, and what's working. And do you work full-time on New Happy or do yeah. you have something else? Oh, yeah, I do. That's amazing. I'm also a full-time caregiver. My partner is very ill. And so I have to spend, I mean, a, I have a full-time job of being his caregiver. And so I am very fortunate that I can fit in my new happy work around taking care of him and those requirements as well. I do think of that as like almost like another job. But again, I'm very, very fortunate to have the opportunity to work on on this while I do that as well. I agree. While it's not an ideal situation, the healthcare sometimes is so messed up that the flexibility you need to work yeah. around that is rare for people. It's so true. Yeah. I worked full time in two different jobs prior to starting the new happy. And as he got sicker and sicker, it just became impossible for me to manage because I needed to be on the phone with doctors and insurance companies and be available when he needed me. And that didn't work with working 70 hours, 60 hours a week and having other people need you at certain times. It has been a massive benefit for my own mental health to be able to be more flexible in when I work and how I fit that in. But again, I recognize that that's a huge privilege that is not something everyone has. And there are millions of caregivers out there who are honestly my heroes for balancing their work responsibilities with taking care of their loved ones. No, I'm just amazed at you doing this while you're saying that you have the flexibility. I don't oh. know how people do that. Oh. Thank you. What's something that you're most proud of in your life? Honestly, I think I'm most proud of being there for Alex, my partner, in a time that has been really hard for him. I think I'm proudest that I'm there to for him. Like I, I think that his illness has been the hardest thing that I've ever gone through and that he has ever gone through. And I'm proud of my resilience and what I've learned and how I've tried to take things out of it to help people. 
I'm proud of our relationship and being there for one another in such a hard time. So I'm proud of myself for that. And that means more to me than any material accomplishment or subjective milestone ever will. I love that. And it's definitely something to be proud of. Thank you. It takes a lot of strength to do that. That's really, really kind. Thank you. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking fun, easy, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. I have checked their website and there are so many amazing options that I can't wait to try. Go to the link in the show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. I read something a while ago, which is uh, kind of having your happy toolkit and Mm. recognizing that what things make you happy and keeping them in your toolkit for whenever you need. What are the top three things in your toolkit? Ooh, that's a great question. I love that idea too. I need my toolkit to to survive and to cope as well. I think that's a really lovely way to think about it. The first thing in my toolkit is movement. I have found the most benefits from even just going for like a 10-minute walk or a 20-minute walk. And then if I'm up for doing more, which to be honest, I really am not always. And often it's not possible for me to leave the house for longer than 20 to 30 minutes because of my caregiving responsibilities. So it's often like really hard to squeeze anything more than that in. But I've learned that even 10 minutes of walking or putting on a song I love and dancing around for four and a half minutes for however long it is, like those things have been such a they shift my mood so much and help me to feel more powerful and more in control. And we talk a lot about the mind body connection, but we only really talk about using the mind to help the body rather than the body to help the mind. And I think that learning that for myself was, was really, really helpful. The second thing in my happiness toolkit would be meditation. Just taking again, really short little For me, it's all about like, what can I achieve in the five minutes that I have here and there? And five minutes of just sitting and breathing is so helpful for me for giving my mind a chance to calm down a little and to relax my nervous system from the stress of what I'm experiencing and the sadness and all that kind of stuff. And to become both more aware of my emotions and also allow myself to feel them instead of suppressing them or pretending they don't exist or just trying to smile through it or whatever. Um, so giving myself that kind of quiet space to both reflect on what I'm thinking, but also on what I'm feeling. And then the third element I would say is probably journaling, writing down. And that really helps with the feeling of the feelings part. But the other thing about journaling for me is that it ends up being this creative exercise because a lot of what I end up journaling, I end up turning into art and into things I'm learning about well-being and happiness because it all kind of ties back to that for me. And so a lot of my work actually comes from blending the personal reflections of what I'm going through and feeling and experiencing with what I know about the research and, and melding those things together. And so 
I've really loved and benefited from journaling and free writing and those kinds of exercises as well. I love walking and journaling. Meditation is something I kind of struggle with, but like walk is my meditation in a way. (laughs) Yeah, it is for sure. And like, I think there's so many ways to practice being more mindful or experiencing different benefits of meditation, whether you're looking for a sense of awe or transcendence or of presence. You don't have to sit on a chair and do it. I think there's a lot of opportunities out there to bring that quality of experience to your daily life. For a last question, if you were to pick one interesting life experience to share with us, what would you tell us? I think I would talk about, not to kind of continue talking about the same thing, but I think I would talk about my caregiving experience because it's been such a foundational element of my life over the last few years. And it has shaped me, I think, more than any other life experience I've ever had. I have learned so much from it and changed so much because of it. And so that is the one that's most present top of mind for me right now. I also think that while my situation is unique, it's also universal because we all have loved ones and we are all going to experience them getting sick or us getting sick. And we don't provide any sort of support for people who are going through those experiences, even though it is actually a universal thing. We treat it as shameful and as undesirable and like a distraction from the rest of your life when really I can't think of anything more human than being there for people in their times of great struggle, whether it's a physical illness, a mental challenge, whether it's just more of the normal pains and experiences that we go through in our lives. It's about showing up for other people. And so I think that this situation has taught me so much about what that looks like and how to navigate through it. And so for me, that would be both, I I would hope, interesting and helpful for other people. I agree with what you said. I feel like it's so important for us to prioritize our relationships and the people in our lives, but we end up doing the opposite of Mm -hmm. it mostly. So true. And it's like hundreds of studies have come to the conclusion that your relationships are the single most important factor for your happiness. So as you say, we put them aside because we're like, oh, well, this job will make me happy. This promotion will make me happy. This new achievement will make me happy. I'll deal with my relationships later. But we always think that it's just going to be there. Yeah. And I think that what you describe is really lovely about bringing that sense of intentionality to relationships and considering how you want to show up that's a really beautiful thing. Thank you for answering all my questions, Stephanie. Before we end our chat, please tell our listeners about New Happy and where they can find it. And if they want to be a part of it, are there ways to do that? Of course. Um, So you can find us online um, at thenewhappy.com or on Instagram at newhappyco. We have two podcasts, which you can find on Spotify and Apple and linked on our website. And we would love for you to join our community of people who want to make the world a better place and be happy at the same time. (laughs) And um, if you want to do that, just find us on one of those platforms, shoot me a message. I will look forward to meeting with you and chatting with you. Thank you again, Stephanie, for being a guest on the podcast. It was really great talking to you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. 
Thank you for listening to our conversation today. Hope you enjoyed getting to know our guest as much as I did. You can also watch a video version of this conversation on 11 Questions YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening and if you like this episode please leave a 5 star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at 11QuestionsPod for more videos and updates and I'll be back next week with a new guest. Bye.